Aurum nostrum non est, aurum pulgi. Our gold is not common gold, a famous synonymous alchemist saying. But what does that mean? We are not all common gold. It means there's no one like you. But what is gold? Gold is the pure substance. Gold is you in wholeness. Gold represents the sun, the center of our solar system, that solar firepower within you. You've all heard of the famous saying by Carl Sagan, we are all made of star stuff. I think of prime matter or materia prima or prima materia, which means the original state, the prime state, the first state of being, which is in complete wholeness. I think of astrology as allowing us or giving us a lens to see how we've somehow been fragmented from source. Being born as a human being, we're coming from some place that we can assume is wholeness. And the reason we can assume this is it's in ancient text. This is something that the alchemists were always searching for, that eternal elixir of youth, the philosopher's stone. What are those things? They're hypothetical, they're philosophical. It's a metaphor for you to get back to spiritual wholeness, to know and recognize that within you, there is a sense of wholeness and it is only an illusion. It's only your experience in this life that feels fragmented, that feels disconnected, that feels like you are missing a part of yourself. Whether you understand alchemy as a science or as a spiritual psychology or an instrument of some kind, it's ultimately concerned with transformation and change. It's a change of state. So you were born from this place of wholeness into your human existence. And the way that alchemy through the elements shows up in one's natal chart is that you can look at the planets in their elements and see which elements you have most of, which ones you lack, or are they in balance? This will give you a strong indication of your mode of being in this life. Another way to look at the elements is a state of consciousness. For example, According to modern thought in physics, matter exists in four states, a solid, a liquid, a gas, and a plasma. And they all correspond with the astrological elements. So there are four elements that are the basis for any astrological chart. That means that for you, you are made up of and comprised of a 
basis of four elements. However, you may lack some of those elements, which is that missing piece that you feel you're missing from your life, whether it's connectedness, a sense of connectedness to other people, um, feeling emotionally held, feeling like you are able to financially succeed in life and you have stability, or feeling like you lack confidence and the ability to take action. Those feelings, those thoughts are all seen through the elements. These four elements reveal how we react to life, how you react to life. And they're the types of need that we have and the level of experience that we have. And if you view them as states of consciousness, it's the way in which you view the world. For example, if you are a water sign, Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces, you view the world through an emotional lens. That's your viewpoint of life. You'll have an emotional response to life. Whereas someone with all earth elements, practical, grounded, materially oriented, will see life in a more structured way, but also in a more practical way of how they can resolve, plan, and strategize. So this just gives you a sense, but it's the types of needs, okay? And fire gives us the experience of identity. Earth makes us understand the material world. Air shows us how we relate to people, how we process, how we think about the world, how we communicate, how we are in relationship. And water presents us with the emotional, spiritual, and feeling world. So just to define what those are so you know off the bat. And you may only know your sun sign. You may only know your rising sign. I encourage you, if you do not know, to pull up your chart and to look at the planetary signs. So in which signs are your planets? And those signs will tell you which elements you have most of. So the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. The air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And the water signs, again, are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. You can also look at the elements as the human faculties. So we have fire as the first prime matter. Through the sign of Aries, the very first fire sign and sign, of the, the zodiacal wheel. So what does that mean? I think of Aries as that soul spark. It's like this electrical fire that enables us to actually incarnate because our will is so strong. It's so visceral. It's, there's no thought there. There's no feeling. There's just such a, a will, a physicality that actually births the physical existence. There is this assembling through the alchemic process of experience. Whereas air, for example, is more of the faculty. It's, it's pervasive, right? Air is everywhere. We're breathing it in. We need it to live. And yet fire represents the very blood in our veins. It represents our heart pumping and we need our heart and we need blood to live as well. So these are vital 
organs. These are the human faculties and processes within the body. There's a lot of ways to view the elements. And the reason for this, and their multifaceted meaning or multidimensional meaning or infinite meanings, is because they really apply to every factor in life because they define our human experience. And this is why the elements are so important to grasp and to understand. And this is something that I think personally, but I'm biased, that no other modality such as astrology can really give us. So air is so pervasive, it's everywhere. It is the space, it is the psychic current and the mental faculty. It is all that we deduce and from the abstract and make it applicable. If you've ever watched a Gemini process information or an Aquarius or a Libra intuit what other people are thinking and need and are able to be so expert in relationship, the air signs are relational. And it's because they're interacting with the air, that air that is moving and exchanging through all of us as I inhale you might exhale or inhale at the same time. We are connected through the element of air. So if you've ever watched Gemini process information or any of the air signs, what they're doing is taking abstract concepts, especially Aquarius is known for the abstract. Gemini is known for taking lots of big picture Sagittarius stuff and deducing it into bite-sized cohesive uh, rebuttals or responses. And so there's an objectivity that's happening with the air signs and it rules the faculty of the mind and the lungs and air circulates that blood. So in a way, air and fire are so compatible, they're opposite, but air gives fire a container. And what, what I mean by container is it helps fire to express itself. Fire signs by nature are not readily in tuned with knowing how they feel. You may ask a fire sign, how do you feel? And if they don't have a lot of, um, let's say water or air, they might not be able to tell you. They're just feeling in their body. They're just responding to life in an instinctual way. And that's what they're good at. And that's what they need to be good at. So air gives fire this lens or this um, sort of ability to articulate and to express what it is that they are feeling in the body. So they're opposite signs yet complementary to one another. And if you think about how fire spreads, it needs air. And if you also think about lighting a match and then blowing it out, that's air. And then water somehow similar to fire is not they know how they feel, but they might not be able to articulate it like the air signs can. Water is just immersed in this flowing current. If we lack water in our astrological makeup, we have an inability to go with the flow. Water is somehow that plasma, that fluid in our body that kind of keeps everything jiving and moving together and healthy. You can think about the pH levels in your body, for example. Um, but water is the connection. It's the synthesis. And it allows us to feel life and to experience it through that lens of just being, just flowing. 
earth is similar to air, not in an elemental factor, but in its ability to give form to water, like air gives articulation to fire, earth creates a container. It creates stability for water. It gives it form and shape and helps to make it feel safe and to contain it. Otherwise, it's just flowing everywhere. It makes me think of, um, have you seen this Buddhist explanation when, when um, I don't, I think it's the Dalai Lama is asked, where do we go when we die? And he has a cup of water and says that the spirit, the soul, both are like water and that we're we are eternal and we are ever flowing and we just change shape based on the container and he pours water into a glass and the glass represents the container and when he breaks the glass the water spills onto the floor and it just keeps moving it still exists and this is what he says of life that the soul and the spirit are eternal and that it's only for this moment that we are in this container of earth and so earth is the material it's the tangible it is the very floor that we step on it is the clothes that we wear it is our physical body in the early fifth and sixth centuries the elements in astrology were actually referred to as roots. They were not called elements yet. And I think that's a really interesting concept to think about these roots, the roots of life. If you look at old alchemic imagery of the chemist's lab or the tree of life, which is also alchemic, you'll notice that those roots are broken down into maybe four larger roots. So you can see this imagery that connects to that early philosophy about what the elements are. It's not until we get to Plato that he says, or he refers to the roots as elements. And the reason that he assumes this or comes to this conclusion is that he's analyzing the letters of the alphabet and realizes kind of like a, a chemistry compound. If you are into chemistry or science, you have these two elemental compounds and excuse me, you have these two elements. And when you put them together, you have a compound. It's just like any kind of equation. And so he saw that in, in order to form a word, you have to build with each individual letter. And letters are like elements that make up a meaning of a word similar to you. In your chart, you have these planets and each planet is in a sign. Those signs are in elements and those elements make up your state of consciousness, your way of being and navigating this world. Another way to look at the elements is that both fire and air rise, right? And fire is considered hot, whereas air is considered 
cold. Fire gives warmth to air, and the air can cool down, but also make the fire bigger. So they have, they're intermingling with each other, though, because they both rise. And if we didn't have the element of fire, perhaps we wouldn't be able to take action. And if we were just full of air or the air elements, we might become too detached, too objective in our view, too frigid, too cold. And so we need that fire as a balancing element to really warm us up. And one way to really study this is to look at the polarities in your chart. So opposite of Aries is a sign of Libra and opposite of Leo is a sign Aquarius and opposite of Sagittarius is Gemini. So you can look at those polarities and see how much do you have of the other. If you in your chart have so much Sagittarius, you'll want to study the sign Gemini to bring balance, to give articulation to your experience, to make you more well-rounded. And the point is when we are yearning for something, we don't know what it is, but we are wanting career success or we're wanting that relationship. This really does translate to the elements in your chart and your state of equality with that experience. What that means is if you're craving a relationship, you're, you're, you're having, let's look at it from this viewpoint. Let's say you yearn for a relationship could be that there's something within you that feels like you're lacking a relationship maybe with yourself and maybe you're looking outside of yourself to find that other to fulfill you or to reflect parts of you back to you which is how relationships are really viewed through the astrological lens and so one question you might want to ask yourself is am I equal to partnership Do I know I'm deserving? Do I feel, do I know what that feels like already? And this is what visualization or vision boards or thinking positively are all about. It's about setting you up so that you aren't in that state of lack because the universe, or let's talk about quantum physics, responds to energetic currents. So if you have a frequency of restriction or... um, or you're not allowing yourself to receive that experience out of the desire, then you may find that it's always evading you or you're not having that experience. So if you consider yourself equal to that experience, another way of looking at this is if you want more material security or more material abundance, you have to to be equal to that. You have to know that you already are right? You already are in an abundant state. Abundance can mean that you're in good health. Abundance can mean many different things. It can mean that you have support from those that you love. It could mean that you come from a good family. It could mean that you don't have any family, but you have great friends. You've got to find the abundance in your life and that translate or can easily then translate to material abundance. They aren't separate. And this is the whole journey of being human, is that somehow we become fragmented from source and we look at life in a compart- through that compartmentalizing lens instead of realizing, oh, material financial abundance is not separate from the abundance of emotional support or wellness or anything else. 
each element is then broken down into a triplicity or a modality. So each of the fire signs has a different way of navigating through that um, fire element. For example, Aries is a cardinal sign. Aries takes initiative. The other cardinal signs are Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So all of those signs are in different elements, right? Aries is a fire sign, Cancer is a water sign, Libra is an air sign, and Capricorn is an earth sign. So those are four different elements that make up a whole. And their modality, their mode of being and existing in this world is to initiate. Whereas the mutable signs, their modality is mutable. You have the signs Gemini, it's opposite Sagittarius. So there's the air and the fire. And then you have Virgo Earth and it's opposite Pisces. So there you have the inversion of one another, the water and their container Earth, Virgo. And then of course the fixed signs, Earth Taurus opposite water, Scorpio. And then you have fixed sign Leo Fire and it's opposite Aquarius Air. So that's another way of looking at it is what type of fire sign are you? Are you one that is mutable, that goes with the flow, but you still are brave? Fire is all about bravery. You're brave to live the experience in life and to be out in the world and to spread a wildfire and get other people to think about philosophical ideas in life and the meaning of life. Or are you an Aries cardinal sign that is all about motivating others because you take such quick action that other people might find you disruptive or they might say oh they're motivating me they're giving me the confidence they didn't overthink that they didn't get stuck in their feelings so each element each modality has a purpose but it's about finding the balance we cannot have too much of one thing. And if we do, what is the purpose of that? We cannot neglect that part of ourselves. We need to know ourselves. We need to acknowledge ourselves. But then there's real healing in that self-acceptance. I know that this is a lot of information and so I want to make this episode short and sweet for you so that if anything you're walking away with a sense of knowing okay that intuitively sounds like me or I'm really feeling like I'm lacking that. So to recap if you feel as though you are lacking stability in your life or you don't feel safe in your body or you're lacking material abundance, right? Or health abundance. Those are related to the earth elements. And you want to look in your chart and say, well, where are, do I have any planets in earth? And if not, then how can I commune with that? How can I find resolution by incorporating more earth into my life? Well, you can imitate, you can kind of fake it until you make it. And this works with the elements. If you are aware of what you're missing, you can become adaptable and you can introduce those new elements into your life. So earth would be having a schedule, eating regularly, eating root vegetables, planning in your life, um, 
trying to, if it's hard for you to save and you don't have much, who cares? Start saving even a dollar a day or an euro a day, a pound a day, something that will get you into that kind of earthly matter. Start to treat your body as the vessel that it is. If you find that you are having a hard time articulating, you have a hard time communicating, you have a hard time relating to others, and this is where that relationship piece comes in. However, emotions and fire, fire is passion and relationship, and water is that feeling, connection, and commitment in relationships. Rather, earth is the commitment, but water is that feeling and attachment. So air doesn't necessarily keep us committed in relationship, but what it allows us to do is to understand the other person's perspective. And that's real freedom in relationship, right? But it allows us to relate, to talk, to, to have conversations, to say, I think this, I need this, I value this, or you do you value this and I recognize that within you it's the ability to connect with other people it's the ability to process our environment and to think about things and to some to some degree to plan to some degree to organize socially as well and to feel connected to social groups to feel connected to our environment and so if you find that you're lacking those things those air elements in your chart then what you can start doing is practicing communicating you can practice saying how does my environment affect me it's shifting the lens maybe you write on a daily basis maybe you start recording your voice maybe you have talk therapy maybe you start asking people for feedback that is one way to commune with the air element. There are also ways that you can actually meditate on these certain elements, whether it's listening to a fire, whether it's just listening to the breeze and meditating and just kind of really getting to know that element can be incredibly beneficial. If you find that you're lacking passion in your life and enthusiasm and confidence, this is the fire element and you probably uh, don't have a lot of it in your birth chart. So what you want to do is say, what can I do to make myself feel better? Maybe my lack of confidence isn't an actual factual reflection of my ability. Maybe I'm just self-conscious and that isn't a reflection of the truth so knowing that you can overcome insecurity by nudging yourself pushing yourself to take more risks i always love watching aries for example because they'll start something whether they're prepared or not and sometimes i notice that aries will imitate others or they'll take an idea that someone else has and they'll run with it and they do this because they're confident. And the other person, let's say, maybe isn't doing it as quickly. And so Aries is so confident that they say, I can do that. Sure. Why not? And they just put themselves out there. So the fire element has this ability of not overthinking, not over 
feeling. It just burns. There's something about the pure state of fire. And so if you find that you are lacking fire, you can either um, listen to, to the sounds of fire, which I had just said, or you can also commune with fire colors. So you can wear things like red, bright orange, and colors that are associated with fire that actually have an effect on your brain and can passively support you to in that alchemic process of, of transforming, of change. Because remember that alchemy is change. It's transmutation. Transmutation of maybe an element or quality that you feel you're lacking into a more whole state. And lastly, if you feel that you are unable to be emotionally attached, if you feel that you aren't as sensitive, it's really hard for you um, to think about your feelings. I have an example for you. In these astrology intensive courses that I'm teaching, one of my students who's brilliant, um, she's an Aquarius with a Gemini moon. She's got loads of air and no water in her chart. Just her north node is in Scorpio. And I asked her, I said, do you enjoy water? She said, what do you mean? Do you enjoy taking baths? I said, and this is how she responded. She said, mm, I don't think so. That's, a, that's an air word, think, feels water, do is fire, plan is earth. And so she said, I don't think so. And I said, why? She said, mm, kind of feels boring. It's like, I'm just sitting there and it just, I can't get into it. And I've got these other things to do. And so air is, is a busy sign. I like to be proactive like fire, like their counterpart. And I said, okay, well, what if you were to do baths in your style? because water signs love baths, it's their element. They could sit there all day and water signs love to just be. And so I said, why don't you do fire, or excuse me, why don't you do water in your way? Why don't you maybe put on some music, listen to a podcast, write in the bath, read a book, do things that are mentally stimulating air so that you can enjoy the water element and invite more into your life. And I even asked her, do you like to swim in the ocean? And she said, mm, it's kind of a thing because I go to the beach. And, and then I asked her, do you drink water? Do you like it? She said, no, it's, I don't like the taste of it. I don't drink enough of it. So she was almost denying that element because she didn't have any relationship to it. She wasn't equal to the elements in her chart. So she is finding that it's hard for her to feel deeply. She's always trying to justify it or move past it if she feels an, an uncomfortable moment, you know, emotionally. So she's not comfortable with emotions and therefore she's not comfortable with water. And this is something for you to think about if you're lacking water. Invite it into your life. Do things like swim, drink water, take baths so that you can release, so that you can feel and you're okay, you're comfortable feeling, you're equal to that experience. If this astro-intensive course that I'm sharing with you sounds interesting, uh, it will be available for you to take 
at your own pace and to learn about astrology. And of course, elements is just one of the many foundational layers to learning astrology. So you can visit my website when that is posted at rosetheodora.com forward slash classroom. And if you also want to go more in depth with astrology and alchemy and the philosophical aspects, I talk a lot about it in episode 12. So you can go back and listen to that episode as well. Another example that I'll share with you from these classes and, and these kind of eye-opening conversations that we've been having, I have two students that have quite a bit of um, earth and air, and they have both been experiencing a dryness, a dryness of their actual skin. So earth being body and skin, hair and nails, and air being... Um, that pervasive element, right? So their skin has become so dry and I asked them, do you both have eczema? And they did. So their elements were so plentiful. They had so much earth, so much air that they were needing to warm their skin up to moisten it. Moisten means water. So these are also some ways that you can work with the elements just intuitively, not even knowing about your chart is you can look at your physical body and you can say, is it dry? Am I lacking water, moisture? Or am I too hot, fire, and I need to cool down maybe with air? There are ways to physiologically through medical astrology to analyze those as well, but you can do it intuitively just by asking yourself, just by observing some of these um, topics that we have spoken about here today and thinking about your life in that unique lens or rather through that unique lens so perhaps the most fascinating aspect of let's call it spiritual alchemy is that it's objective and it has the ability to free us from wounds or from core beliefs such as i am not good in relationships i'm not good with money I'm not good with feeling. I, I lack confidence. So there's a sense that we are have lost something, right? That other people have something that we don't. And maybe that's true in terms of elements. But we're all coming from that same place, which is pure, that pure state of matter before we are born. So there's other um, self-destructive and personality structures that I think the elements can really help liberate you from. And there's a sense of using the elements to restructure your personality too. And on the various levels of attachment, avoidance, identification, right? We're always identifying with the way that we are or we avoid certain things or we have an attachment to those things. And what I've recently been realizing is that through astrology, it really is this alchemic process when I'm asking clients what they are missing in their life or what they want this reading about, it really boils down to the elements and their relationship to them. And I always think of psychiatrist Carl Jung, whose 
much of his study and work related to the subconscious was alchemy. And he talks about alchemy because what he noticed is that when he was listening to his clients talk about their dreams, they would have elements related to alchemy, whether it was a butterfly, earth, or an element of air, water. And if you think about your own dreams, your own subconscious state, and I think I was in denial about this for a long time, you know, and even with astrology, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it, when we talk about psychology and astrology, they're very different things. But if we talk about our perception, if we talk about alchemy and a way of healing through astrology, then the psychological lens is just one small window into maybe something deeper telling us what we're lacking or telling us what we have too much of. And I'd like to share an excerpt with you from Aristotle, actually related to Carl Jung. So it was Aristotle who understood that there is this force in this materia prima, this prime matter, that is the invisible self. We refer to that as the spirit, that which is intangible. And Aristotle believed that there is an invisible womb. There's this unforeseen force. And it's a field of pure potential that can only be acknowledged or come into existence when it is embodied in form. So what that means is when we identify a problem, let's say, in astrology, whether that's through an aspect or a lack of elements, we give it form, we give it a container, we're articulating that which exists, that which you feel, that which you might identify as a problem. And it's only then that it can be resolved. There's this powerful symbol because it's describing within us that process of actualizing that process of identifying what's wrong right that is becoming aware of the root or the element cause of a belief or a trauma within us and once we've identified it there's this latin saying solve et coagula which means dissolve and coagulate so in other words, and much of what this episode is about, is that we're on a healing journey. We're born from wholeness. We feel fragmented in the human journey. And what we do with that, our search to find wholeness again, to find that inner peace, the Buddhist called it the enlightened path, the middle way. There are many different stewardships. There are many different names for what this process is called. We are referring to it today as a process called alchemy. Because for me, that's what the process of the spiritual journey, finding ourselves, coming to know ourselves, especially through the lens of astrology, can lend us. So dissolve and coagulate. Dissolve is to figure out, to deduce, to find out what's wrong. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we just feel like something's off or missing. And it's hard to remedy that when we can't, when we don't know. So dissolving is sort of diluting, trying to isolate or trying to find out, right? Trying to separate. Only when we can separate ourselves from, let's say, 
an emotional event, when we're in it and we're raging or upset and, you know, let's say we're arguing with someone or we're so in deep in our emotions, we don't have perspective. But to take a step back, to look at it, is this process of dissolving, saying, okay, how am I able to separate and to then dissolve, which is derived actually from solve, which is to break down and separate. And then coagula or coagulate is the process of bringing everything back together. So you have to separate and say, okay, how am I going to solve this and then come back together into this new higher form, this new state of gold, this kind of eternal state of oneness, of knowing that you, in fact, are not missing anything, that it is just part of the process to feel that way. I think this quote by artist Anish Kapoor really sums it up well. And he's an interesting artist and sculptor, for me at least. Not just because of his work, but more so his process of his artwork. He is a Pisces who, or as you know, Pisces as the last sign of the zodiac, is the pinnacle or the the ultimate sign that really synonymous or represents wholeness. It's the last sign of the zodiac. Whereas Aries as the first distinguishes our identity as self, the I am presence. When we get to Pisces, the last sign in the zodiacal wheel, it's really about oneness. And if you know a Pisces, their biggest issue is having boundaries. Their biggest issue is separating themselves from others. They feel a sense of wholeness, a sense of oneness, and they may not be able to articulate that because they're a water sign. But that's something that they really exude and I think um, exemplify in their existence. So what I also find interesting about him is that he's a Pisces with... Um, the moon conjoined Jupiter in Gemini. And if you look at his website and if you know his work, first of all, his website is all words, all air. Gemini is all about communication, perspective, and it's relational, right? And all of his work is about connecting with other people and collaborating with other people, other experts in his field, so he's an interesting one to study. He has quite a bit of water in his chart, um, some fire, but he really lacks the earth element, yet he's a sculptor. He's working with a very earth element. So I wonder if we spoke to him how attached he is to money. Probably not very much, a material matter. I wonder what earth elements he feels he's missing, you know? This is someone who probably doesn't need a strong routine in their life. They probably really like to feel his way um, through life. So I'll leave you with this that he says that I think is a nice summary of the elements as they apply to life in this process of healing and finding wholeness again. He says... We live in a fractured world, and I've always seen it as my role as an artist to attempt to make wholeness.
If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review and sharing it with those whom you feel would enjoy it most. If you've been listening to the podcast and it really resonates with you, if I've been able to support you in any way in your life, either by um, adding a little bit of light or a connectedness, you can always support the podcast and help it to grow by leaving a donation, no matter how small or large, on my website, rosetheodora.com forward slash podcast. You want it darker. We kill the flame. Magnified, sanctified, be thy holy name. Vilified, crucified in the human frame A million candles burning for the help that never came You want it darker